Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owl are. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs About two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Owl We are back again We just recorded the last episode So this will probably be shit I am very tired And so is Tom Plus he can't hear So we're gonna see what we can do on this podcast for you it's the wolf for now <coughs> up in your grill wolf for now we got snow chill wolf for now we coming really... again wolf for now run go it's... tell your friend it's the wolf and the owl and the wolf and it's the really owl it's really as well because coming into it I just sort of felt like I was having an asthma attack hmm. um, no is that right, the end okay. of that thought I, I thought you yeah, sort no, of started no, to say that as if you were going to say something else and then it would just stop no 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 that was it yeah. um, so, we've got a few different ways we can start this episode, because obviously we're coming straight hot. Hot, from... off the hot, hot off the last hour of mediocrity that we've shat into the, shat <laughs> into the ether. Uh, so, so, do you want a little bit of time before you open your porno vibe? Or... Look, we can talk about it. <laughs> that would be like, I think people are going to be tuning in obsessed with your obsession with porn. Yeah, and then, they go, and then they'll think to themselves, why am I tuning into a podcast? It makes no sense. Um, but I, uh, I, uh, I've got an issue with the point. I, I sort of think that, um, first of all, I, I basically, I just, uh, my relationship with pornography is, uh, I just think it's horrible. I, I, I yeah, it's, it's like so awful the way that like women are like consistently treated in pornography is horrific. I think sitting there. And masturbating while watching it, is, I think might be horrific. Like a fucking, it's disgusting. So yeah, it's horrible. But you can get ethical. The what I was pontificating about at the work do that I misguidedly started talking about this pornography at was uh, that you can. Like, I, I still can't work out how that subject. Well, we were talking. About, we were talking about podcasts. And then I mentioned right. the John Ronson podcast about... Which is, by the way, everyone should listen to. And I think nearly every man should listen to. The it. Butterfly Effect. On the bait. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's a big eye-opener for... Yeah, that podcast is... And, you know, some of you will think to yourself when you do listen to this brilliant podcast, which is essentially a series about Pornhub's effects on pornography. You'll listen to that and you'll think, how will two men... How do two men who have listened to that podcast and what podcasts can be... How can they sit there and deli and shit out the unplanned crap that they do week in week out? That that is what you you think. That, so they do know that podcasts can be done. They do. They are aware that they can be planned, researched, and delivered with some sort of level of professionalism and consistency. And yet, despite that, they without even getting their sound properly done, without even giving a moment's forethought to what they might talk about. Even doing a bit of research to, to maybe look at the emails in advance so they can deliver sort of advice with some sort of substance. No, what do they do? They barely manage to press record and vomit 
their pathetic thoughts out into the atmosphere. So look, let, let's break it down, right? You're out, you're having some food, right? Uh, I, I imagine that you're... Was, was Beckett there? So no, Beckett wasn't about... there. So, okay, okay, cool, cool. cool. So, Although I do know that um, Beckett has similar thoughts to me on this. I've talked to him about it. So this wasn't even the first time I've brought this conversation topic up, so just so you know. So I've right. brought it out for a reheat, um, this conversation. Yeah. So okay, we, so yeah, you're chatting about your favourite podcasts. Mm. Butterfly effect comes up, yeah. and then I, I bring it up. Open. I bring it up. Okay, what's? Can I just ask what's the what's the gender balance of the conversation? Like you know, of the your fellow half and half diners. Cool. Okay, I cool. would say probably. Um, cool. So did you stand up when you made the point? No, or no, were you, no. Uh, cool. you, you, you can't stand up when you've got a full erection. Uh, uh, work dinner. <laughs> Were you, were you at the head of the table as you? It was a. It was the, ta- the table was a, no. First of all, I don't insist on that. <laughs> Secondly, the table was a perfect square, so there was no head. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, a little bit like the man who was uh, making the political stance. How happy are you with that? With how long it took you to sort of assert that I was a square? <laughs> are you slightly ashamed at how proud you are of that? I'm absolutely disgusted with myself. <laughs> well, I just couldn't resist it. No. You sort of started chuckling as you were delivering the <laughs> the thought that you were... Which quite often is my way. you arrived at with a glacial pace, if you don't mind me saying. So did you do the old school um, sort of, as you're sort of eating like your, you know, I don't know, asparagus, something or whatever? Mate, you fucking going, absolutely bang on, by the way. Did you have asparagus? Yeah, for a starter, yeah, asparagus. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. And then you turned around and went, oh, fucking hell, don't even talk to me about bloody pornos. And that's where you sort of got into that. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Right, okay. Um, and I think that, um, actually, the way that I delivered my diatribe about pornography, I would say if somebody didn't know me, they would think I was saying that to look cool in front of the women. I, I, like the way I sort of went into a rant about yeah. it, it was a little bit... Um, Did you bang the table at all? No, no. But I, I, I would say that it was an open conversation that I dominated in terms of airtime. Do you know what I mean? It was pretty bad. Can I just ask you a question, right? Yeah. Because this will judge how I think the other people... like. It, so you, I don't like you. By the way, you're a be- beautiful raconteur, and when you're talking about this kind of thing, oh, I, I okay. find it very absorbent. Well, no, 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 just, no, but no, at any is, point, do you know? Do you know? Every time, let me just say something. You have trained me now to every time you pay me a compliment like that, I start to like get nervous about. I, I start to prepare myself no, for an absolute. Right. No, this isn't just about you. Volume right, this blows is about all of my ribcage from you. Yeah, go on. <laughs> no, we all do this. I'm very fucking. I do it right. So you're making a very you know, big fucking emotive speech and you're talking about pornography and you're talking about it to a very, a diverse gender sort of group of people. Was there a time as you're making it, a waiter walk past and you're like, and you know what I really had, sorry mate, can you just grab us another bit? <laughs> uh, did you have to do that? That's the one, the one that I find, I do it sometimes when you chat about something really deep and then you, I'm oh, sorry, just get another bit please. Anyway, what I'm sorry, did you find Tom, yourself doing Tom, that at all? it's worse than that. I, oh, no. I I asked for a bottle of wine for the table. <laughs> they must have got terrified. They must have, this guy, fucking hell, this guy's ordered a whole <laughs> bottle of wine. He must be ready for This is going to be a long old stint, this. We, we're having dessert. He's got at least another 40 minutes yeah, we, we, we're, we, The meal's finished. This guy's just ordered another bottle of wine so that he can carry on doing his porn monologue. We've all listened to the podcast. You know what? Actually, when we leave here, we'll just download the podcast. Yeah, I think he might have to do another podcast about the effect that that first series has had on men's conversation. Put fucking tying a cape round your shoulders and decide and pontificating about your thoughts on pornography. And girls, listen, pornography. Can I just say pornography? I would. I would say that if everybody here was men, by the way, just so you know. No, 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 I'm not a hero. I'm just saying what I feel. I'm saying what and, I feel. And what I'm going to say now is we all need to do bloody better. I'm looking at everyone around, all the men around this time. Sorry, can I just stop you? No, because I know you have, you're sort of having a breakout conversation there. If you wouldn't <laughs> mind just focusing on what I'm saying, because it is actually quite important. We need to improve. And I think, you know, it's all very Where's well... Where's that wine? Where is that bottle of wine? It's, it's all very well talking about how the shoot's gone and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah, I'm sorry that your, your mum's ill, but I just feel like... 
we need to kind of deal with this. And it's this kind of digression that is part of the problem I'm talking about, actually. We cannot afford to turn our backs and start other conversations when this conversation is happening. OK. And when the wine arrives, when the wine, we will toast, we will toast what I've just said and the relevance of the conversation that I've just talked to all of yeah. you about at from my point of view. Thank you. Can I just stop? You know, I would like to try it first, actually, because the last one was slightly corked, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Did everyone seem like Did anyone mention it this morning on the plane ride home? I, I got a plane on my own, actually. I, I, I assume that that was always going to be the case. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I couldn't say for sure. This is so good. Just someone looking at Everybody, everybody, everybody else was on another flight. <laughs> Just changing their flights. <laughs> It's quite chill, isn't it? Yeah, there's nobody on the plane. That's weird. That's weird, because this is the airport that's closest to everyone's houses. They're, they're going to Luton for some reason. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'll pay for myself to have another night in Monaco on <laughs> F1 fucking weekend rather than get a flight. Yeah, there still seem to be messages on the Monaco WhatsApp going. I I'm not sure what's going on. They're all saying, where do you, where do you want to go tonight? But I, I'm in the U we're in the UK, aren't we, all of us? That's weird. Hi, it's Rob. Uh, I'm, I'm going to fly back. Uh... <laughs> Guys, great news. Great news. I can be there in two hours. Actually, in the car on the way to the airport now. See you then. Uh, there was some... Actually, weirdly, there was some stuff that I didn't quite explain in the way that I wanted to. So, look forward to seeing you. Get your porn ears on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, but it's a grim old world. I, I, I make you right, and I actually think that all joking aside, it's, it's a good thing that you've done to sort of raise that conversation. No, yeah. I wasn't raising it. I, now you're doing, you're you're making. Oh, it, no, I'm saying no. I no, I'm saying no, I think it's good that you're of, doing. No, you have an open conversation no, about it. No, but you're doing a thing like I did actually like clink the glass to get everyone's attention and talk about pornography. No, no. It's just, no, no, where, the it's... It's just where the conversation went. No, 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 and I am saluting you and I'm toasting no, you. No, I don't with... want you to do... No, that's not... I don't want you to do that. <laughs> no, but I, I do think it's good that you're having that conversation. No, and I mean that. I think that we, more men should have that conversation because it's a grim world in which we're talking about. Here's another thing that I want to talk to you about, actually, that's popped into my head uh, off the back no. of a Monaco trip, is I don't... I can't... I don't want to give too many spoilers away. But obviously, it's Rob and Ron. It was Rob and Ron versus F1. We were out there yeah. for the for the Grand Prix, Grand Prix, Grand Grand Prix, and yeah. we were. Oh, by the way, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. What? Like, I'm not having the, my fucking square joke got absolutely ripped to shreds, and you just said you just used Grand Prix. Oh, that wasn't a joke. It's, I wasn't doing a joke. Was it's it? not. It's Grand Prix, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Grand Prix or is it Grand Prix? Is it Grand Grand Prix? Grand It's Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Like prawn. Yeah, because you sort of say it in a French. Like prawn Prix. Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Is that what you're saying? Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Not Grand Prix. That's what that's what that's that is what an avid porno watcher would say. Oh. If you're in a you know, where have you been today? Oh mate, I've had a right laugh. I went down to Grand Grand Prix. <laughs> You're very pleased with yourself on this second bout of this podcast, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not yeah, I, 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 I don't think I've ever seen you laugh at anyone as much as you have been at yourself after everything you've said so far. I, I laugh a lot at you when you say stuff. Yeah. Not as much as you seem to be finding yourself funny, though. <laughs> I don't know. It, it could be the antibiotics. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's my inner monologue as well. It's, it's very frustrating for the listeners, this, because... They must be thinking to themselves, I wonder how Tom's hearing condition has progressed over the week. But unfortunately, we've got no news for you because no, no, yeah, yeah. we're recording yeah, this straight away. Yeah. Should we tell the audience why it is we're recording this straight away, Tom? I mean, it's... Uh... Well, I'm away on holiday, mm. so it was that or not have an episode. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I sort of, I want to have a week where I'm just like, it's just complete, just... Yeah, you've got to take it. Listen, you know, why would you possibly want to break your holiday up <laughs> by spending an hour yeah. having a conversation. Yeah, but when you go away, you go away for like a month. No, that happened once, Tom, okay? And I took my <laughs> microphone and we recorded 
every week, didn't we? But now, yeah, because you want a break, we're having to do two episodes back to back. Oh my! And which, by the way, can I thank you for doing it? Because I think it's a very, very kind and sweet act. Well, I just returned sacred. today, and Lisa and the kids are desperate to see me. But off to the garage I go. To uh, I'm not going to take blame for that because you were late on your flight back because you decided to have it. And not an extra night in Monaco where you discussed I, I didn't, no, no, I didn't have an extra night in Monaco. We wrapped yesterday and then went out for dinner after. I didn't have an extra night. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> oh, I can get home or I can have one of the old party wrong could give Monaco yeah. a little taste Actually, Lily, the girl sorting out the flights, absolutely brilliant. The whole team are brilliant. She did say to me, Romish, I've, I've scoured and scoured and scoured. I have found a flight that gets you back tonight. And I said, you're not getting out of the dinner that easily, Lily. I'll see you there. <laughs> now, me, me and the rest of the crew have uh, all pitched in we, so you can get a private flight back. I don't think so, Lil Lil. I should be there, my Do life. not trouble yourself. I shall see you at the soiree. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah. Anyway, I've digressed hugely. It's not what I wanted to talk about at all. What I wanted to talk about was I w- we were lucky enough to talk to Toto Wolf, the head of the Mercedes team. And he right. commented on my grey beard. And um, oh, really? he sort of took the piss out of me, which is fine. I'm slightly fine with that. But um, the question I'm asking is, should I dye my beard and hair? No, no. Well, hold on, why? You don't dye your beard and hair. Why? And hair, it's I'm asking. not done... And hair. Well, it's like getting grey at the sides, at the temples, I'm getting a little bit. Yeah, but you, you, like, fucking, you live with that fucking mix, man. You're getting older. I can do it gracefully. Like, why are you getting so? Why are you getting so aggy about this? I'm not getting aggy, but it's like, like, you can't be dyeing your hair and beard. Why? Because I just, I just don't think it's becoming. Why is it not becoming, though? I look younger. I'm. I'm asking. I'll look younger. Won't no, no, but I, I, look. I, it's the same. We had a discussion recently. I said about getting plugs, and you talked me out of it. Did I? It's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Is it... You know, it's the same thing. If you if you were to come out all of a sudden have like this jet black beard, jet black hair, yeah, you're essentially stepping into a world where you're. That's what <laughs> did for years. Oh my god. <laughs> well, <laughs> is a national treasure until the stuff yeah, comes out. Yeah, I know out. exactly, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier, thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars, because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did I talk about Good Morning Britain on here? I, I don't think so. Have you been on it? I did Good Morning Britain the other in the press run for the curse. Right. And um, I, I've never like we we talked in the last episode about bad dates, bad relationships. I've never been interviewed and had the feeling that someone wanted to get rid of me quite so quickly as the, when I did Good Morning Britain. Yeah, uh, well, what I would say to you is, um, that's always what it's like in Good Morning Britain. So if I can alleviate your... Uh, your I, I genuinely left it feeling absolutely like... Dejected. 
Yeah, like like someone there would go, who the fuck is this guy? What's he doing on here? And they're like, look, just talk to him for max a minute and a who half. Was, who was hosting when you went on it? I don't really want to throw anyone. Like, I don't want to be horrible. And I don't want to throw anyone. Well, I mean, I, I can't so. imagine it's difficult to find out if somebody wanted to, Tom. So you might as well say. Well, then they can, they can look into okay. it, but I don't want to be that person. So Ben Shepherd really... and Charlotte Hawkins, yeah? No, 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 no. Let me just shout Ben Shepherd because I have done it before with Ben Shepherd. I, I, can I just say this? I fucking love Ben Shepherd. Ben Shepherd is an absolute gentleman. Mate. Can I just say, for, for as long as I've been doing this game and, and whenever I've been, Ben Shepherd and Kate Garraway, I would say, are two of the nicest people to interview. They're bloody lovely, aren't they? I, I like. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, I just, I just really, I just think they're really nice, genuinely nice. I people. think Ben's, yeah, I think they're two very nice. So. You know, actually, one of the people who did interview me was Kate Garraway okay. in this situation. But can I just say that? And what was Adil Ray like? Over... Well, yeah, I mean that was the other. <laughs> Adil Ray, look, I don't know Adil Ray, mm. but it very much felt like there was someone else a lot more. He was a lot more interested in waiting in the wings. Where were, when were you in the show? I was just after Richard Arnold. Um, uh, and his bit, his bit of shtick, oh. him talking about oh, some shots, of his, uh, fired at, shots fired at RA there. <laughs> uh, Needlessly. No, no, I, yeah, Richard Arnold's Richard Arnold, yeah. right? So he's done his bit where he's talking about being at film premiere, film premiere or he's done one of his interviews. Mm. And then, very dismissive, so there's, there's, very there's, dismissive about Richard Arnold's work there. I have, Richard Arnold's well, like, oh, a good nice guy. Like, no, no, Richard, look, can I say as well, Richard Arnold's interviews or whatever. Yeah. No, um, Look, he, he, Richard Arnold had done his shtick, which is his, his thing. His shtick is an right? insult. By the way, that is an insult to say that, by the way. You know that's that. That's right? not an insult. You, if someone turned around me when I would, saw you last night, I saw your shtick, I thought it was good, I'd be like, that's, that's If fine. you heard on, on Richard Arnold's podcast, him and Adil Ray talking about the worst guests ever on Good Morning Britain, and he said, he said, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Davis came on and did his shtick. Would you take that as a compliment? No, because I didn't get a chance to do my shtick. <laughs> I was like, if I'd done my shtick, I'd have been fucking happy with myself. Just scrumbling off just as they like cut to the break. Oh, I didn't even get a chance to do my bloody shtick. <laughs> I had a load of shtick lined up here. You're not letting me show it, do any yeah. of my shtick. <laughs> By the way, no point doing an interview if you have it completely shtickless. Well, after this, we're followed by Robert Reganathan, who's going to give his talks on pornography, why he doesn't wank anymore. <laughs> No, but so Richard Arnold's come out of his bit, right? Yeah. And then it comes to me, and it was, yeah, it was it was scandalously. They didn't even ask me about anything to do. I think they asked me about the Bake Off and about one other thing, mm. and and then it was they didn't even ask me about any of the stuff I was there for. And it was like as soon as they asked me a question, I went to give the answer, and then the next question came flying in. It was, it was so kind of, yeah. So, they, so they asked you a question, you gave an answer, then they asked you the next question. That's what you're furious no, about. No, 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 no. They asked a question, right? right? So I'd turn around and go, um, Romish, so you've just been uh, to Monaco. How was Monaco? Yeah, it was good. It was... Uh... And if you've got another book that's come out, right? So this book that you're doing at the moment, the book, and how... So do you enjoy writing? Yeah, I do. I do. And, and you've, you're talking about getting your beard dyed. Is that true? Are you going to get your beard dyed? Yeah, I, I talked about it on my... And book. you have three sons, I believe. Three sons? Yes, I have three sons, but I'm not come on here. And great. That's brilliant. That's amazing. And also, well, we can't get you on here without asking you this. Your favourite music is hip-hop. Who's your favourite rapper of all time? Uh, I'd probably say... That's great. Robert Raganath and everyone, and he's going to be... I think he's touring. He's got a new film out or a show. Anyway, yeah, I'm sure you can find it after you look at Instagram. And next guest is one of our favourite people. Is that what it was like, no. really? Pretty much, genuinely like that, yeah. Um, shall I tell you why I think that is? And it's not a, 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 a slight on you. That has happened to me every time I've been on there. Not Maybe not to... But it's not always happened. Like, you, like if it's Ben and Kate, I've done it with them. Yeah. And, but, so, yeah. no, but sometimes they're squeezed for time. And you're... You're the least important thing on the show. I don't mean because which is fine. Yeah, no, no, no. But that's fine. But then to get there that morning, I got up at four a.m. No, I, I understand. To get there. I understand this. I understand. And this. then you're like, cool. Like I, I get it. I don't like. But if you haven't got any time at all with someone, just go right. What have we got to talk about? Just get one bit. To go. Oh, I'm touring. Well, I'm talking about the curse. And then in that minute, let me have my shtick. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Because that's that's what I find that's what I found quite 
Like, oh, right, this isn't well, film. I'm sorry, Tom. Very nice. I'm sorry. Uh, what, what's your? Have you not had that? So you've had that experience with it? Yeah, right? I have had loads of times. Yeah, like, like, and sometimes they, um, it goes the other way. It just depends on how the show's going. Like, like they, the timings are so fluid. So, like, a lot of the time during COVID, I was on there quite a bit, and I had to be like waiting by my laptop, and just be sitting there looking at your own face coming back at you, just on the on standby for, <laughs> and they'd say to you, "You're going to be on at eight to 15. 8.45 rolls around and they go, right, we're coming to you in a minute. And then by that time, they've done so much that they've only got time to sort of literally have you wave and then say, yes, I am doing a new show. And then that's it. They just move you on. And then you go, well, I missed a school run for that. Uh, and, but yeah. other times they, like one time I was on holiday, they asked me to like, I had to promote, I think League of Their Own or something. And so I did it from where I was staying and they had loads of time. So they started asking me other questions. Like Jerry Sadowitz had just been uh, kicked out of his Edinburgh venue. And then they started asking me if comedy's become toothless as a result of cancel culture or whatever. And like, that's because they just were like, fuck, we, we're, we're, running, like, we're, we're running under here. And so suddenly you then get loads of questions asked of you. And it's not because, it's not because they liked me anymore or thought the interview was going well. It's just literally like, oh, we've got 10 minutes to fill in. Well, let's ask him some other stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you are at the mercy of uh, the timings of that. No, show. I get that. I get that. I think that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Well, it doesn't feel like you but understand it. You, 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 you're, the way that you just responded is like somebody who doesn't want to have the argument anymore, but still doesn't agree. No, 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 no. This, I, this I, I, I get yeah, it. No, I understand that. Just, you know, sort of, no, 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 I get it. Let me I, do, I, I let me do was... a bit of shtick. That's all I'm saying. Let me have my shtick. I love the expression shtick, by the way. I, d I just think it can. I just think it can be derogatory. Do you know what I mean? I it know, suggests that what you're doing is. I think it implies what you're doing is affected and fake, rather than actually. Really? Thing. Yeah, I do. Do you really? I think that's how it can be taken. Yeah. I've always thought of it as being a compliment. I enjoyed your shit. Well, I, I imagine you'd need to the amount of times it's said about you, but <laughs> it's probably the best way to kind of deal with it. I, I always, I always, I like always that. take as a compliment when somebody says I'm fucking shit. <laughs> oh, I like the fact they've listened to my stuff and uh, they have an opinion. Yeah. No, I love it. When, if someone shouts out wanker, I think, no, oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, a, we all do, don't we? I'll take the top. Except for Rob, actually, it <laughs> turns out. I, I had a little chat with him at a work do, and, uh, yeah, not for him. But, um, yeah, everyone else, I think. Were you vaping while you were oh, making your... Uh, Why are you doing this? <laughs> you didn't. Me? Did you vape? No, I didn't. No, I wouldn't vape in a restaurant. Come on, mate. I've got some class. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? Did at I, any I know point what you're about during to... a conversation, did you go, I'm just going to go and vape? Did you then go outside and vape and then come back and then pick up the conversation oh, where you I knew that's it? what you were going to ask me, and I can confirm. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say... Um, I didn't say... Hold on. I didn't say I'm pausing. I, I didn't say... What I didn't do is go... Right, now, hold that thought. Hold that thought, hold that yeah. <laughs> I didn't go, and you'll know, and I'm going to tell you the rest of my thoughts on that specific uh, element in a couple of minutes. I didn't, like, throw to a break. I just, like, the conversation was going on, and I got up, and, oh, God. Just as you get up with your face and head to the door, someone just goes, oh, fucking hell, he's just, he's asked the waiter for another bottle of wine <laughs> on his way out. Oh, God. This is not helping me. Uh, do you know I saw a lovely site today, actually? Really sweet thing. Tell me, Tom. I'd love to hear about uh, it. Me, Catherine and Grace um, went to the garden centre and then we went to get the car wash. Yeah. And uh, at the car washing place, there was just like this chap who was just sitting and he had like uh, uh, his like sort of lunch and sort of like one of those sort of flasks of tea. Yeah. And he was just watching cars getting washed like it was entertainment. Oh, really? Oh, no. Oh, it's quite a nice, just... like, you know, like you get train spots and stuff. Yeah. Sorry. I just thought it was quite a beautiful sort I, of thing. I've just... You just not tell you a can of Prime. No, it's something. Oh, God. What? Fuck's sake. What have you not done? Knocked... Yeah, I've knocked over a can of drink. Um, can of Prime. It was a can of Prime as well. By it? the way, we got an email about that, about Prime. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, saying what, that we what, shouldn't what be it? endorsing Prime after the KSI um, P word incident. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've never ever tried Prime, so I'm not. Oh, cool, yeah. cool. 
Um, do, you, do you want to carry on for a little bit while I climb out from under this bus? <laughs> oh dear. Um, anyway, I, I sh I, we should probably respond to that. Uh, I would say that I actually, I'm ashamed to say I'd forgotten about that incident. But uh, look, I, look, I, you know, I, the, the person that emailed in said, I think that um, he's been let off too lightly for that. And obviously it's a horrible word. Um, I think it's, uh, it's horrific that anybody there thought that that was okay to use that word. I thought it was horrific that it was laughed at. I think that, you know, if you've had that word shouted at you in the street or said to you as you're being hit, as, as, that, as has happened to me in my life, you realise how highly charged that word is. So I do think it's a horrific thing. I know he's issued an apology. It's up to you as an individual to decide whether you accept that apology or not and to d decide whether, you know, whether KSI is racist or not, which I don't think he is. He has used racist terminology in, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very bad. And so I, I actually, to the person that emailed in, I, understand, I do actually understand where you're coming from. Um, so, yeah, fair play. Um, Okay, Tom, should we do some emails? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay. This is from the Drunk Llama. Uh, and the Drunk Llama says, Hey, guys, listen from the start. Never commented before. Love the pod, blah, blah, blah. Of course I do. I wouldn't listen. Helping to, uh, listen to your latest pod, you were talking about trainers, and you said how easy it must be for people size 8 or 9 or medium or large. Being a size nine trainer, medium in clothes, I found that when shopping online, which is what I do through necessity more than once, two kids, full-time job, kids, football coach, unpaid taxes, et cetera, et cetera, I generally find that anything decent trainer or clothing-wise is almost sold out in the first eight or nine, sold out first in eight or nine and medium to large. Uh, and there is only a small or extra large left. Funny how it all works out. If you guys can get me some Mark IV or five Jordans at a decent neat, uh, rate price, I trade for some size 11 dunks. Walking the dog, struggling to type, loving your work, the drunk llama. Peace. Tommy Day. What's the question? There it's is no like, question. It's more like an observation. Yeah, it's more like an observation, yeah. Uh, and I, I think, like, yeah, I think uh, today, for example, I was looking at uh, for some bits. You're but, still really grumpy off this Good Morning Britain thing, aren't you? <laughs> look, you know what? Every it, other email we get in, first of all, can I just say you seem like a sweet, sweet son. No, he seems like an absolute diamond of a guy. Yeah. But if I'm honest with you... Well, if you didn't say that, you I, said, I, what's I, a I'm, fucking I'm, question? Look, I'm reeling you've got this morning thing, right? I'm now thinking about shtick, whether um, it's I've been insulted with the move that someone's called my shtick, shtick, and that's not... Is that where, is that where your mind's gone now? No, and also, I'm still. I, I was coming into this one... And I don't even at the moment. I I need a Mighty McFly in my life because I don't know if we've used the like, that horrible email that we got. So that energy sort of transferred. My quite... God, you're still. See, but people, they're not going to, dude. That was a week ago to the people listening. Yeah, but it, for to me, it's, it's it's like fifteen sure, minutes. I know minutes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So there's a lot of energy. You need to draw yeah. a line under that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but that guy's yeah, energy, more, I more... think, transferred into me a little bit. That that guy, okay, let's just say, I don't know what made the edit from your rant uh, from the last episode. That guy's probably gone, fucking hell, that was awful to hear the end of that. I, all I was doing was just sort of emailing and I, he's absolutely gone in on me there. Anyway, uh, I, it'll all be forgotten yeah, about this is the thing And then you started, anyway, then started this podcast still in that world. Really? Your guy's probably gone... Okay, I just want to listen to the next episode of Wolf and Allen get past this. And, and now, now look what you're doing. Well, anyhow, like, what I'm saying is negativity has a way of breeding negativity. My, right, so with the, I mean, I, I, I kind of think, I've just been looking at buying holiday clothes. I couldn't find anything in an XXL, anything in an XXL. Uh, here's a question for you, Tom Davis. By the yeah. way, look, it, it, you're absolutely right. This, there is no question here. But what we would say is we're sorry. I guess yeah. you're not asking for an apology, but yeah, it's tough for everybody out there in the clothing world. Um, so, you know, keep staying strong and you sound like a sweet, sweet soul and we'd love to meet you for a pint. Uh, but Tom, my question to you is this, yeah. when you're buying holiday clothes, what is your holiday outfit of choice? Do you go for a short shirt co-ord? Would that be in your repertoire? Yeah, I like a little bit of linen. Do you go for t-shirt and shorts? No, uh, yeah, I mean, a t-shirt and shorts for the day. What I'm liking is a sort of like very lightweight linen trouser with a, sort of high waist and a 
some sort of like white, a nice sort of white t-shirt, Beautiful. probably with a pair of Birkenstocks or a loafer. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you really drew me in there. I thought you were actually describing an outfit, and then you said Birkenstocks, and I thought. Don't you like Birkenstocks? I just. Listen, there is nothing wrong with Birkenstocks, and when I see people wearing Birkenstocks, I think they look good on you. I do not want to show anybody my feet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Birkenstocks, I think, and I think you bust this look, I think a Birkenstock could look quite cool. cool. Nice pair of fucking socks, right? White socks. White socks. Birkenstocks, decent pair of shorts. And a nice T-shirt. I think Birkenstocks are pretty sick in that. Okay. All right. Okay. And I think you bust okay. that look pretty hard. Okay. I'm going to bust that look. I'll think about busting that look. I yeah. Think. Get a long white sock. Relatively long. Okay. Not too long. I, 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 this bloody microphone. Stuff. Get it to sort of lower, lower calf. To say it's almost reaching your calf. Look at this. It's drooping like it. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Can you see it? Yeah. Very on? much like the whole of this podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think this might just guys. In case you're listening, enjoying this may very well be the last episode we ever do, um, based on how this is going. Uh, Here we go. Go go. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think this look that could look quite nice on you. Yeah. Is it still drooping? It is, isn't it? I don't, what the fucking hell, man? This is really pissing me off now. I've got to be honest. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Okay, how is it now? Let's just see. That's nice. No, it's drooping still. Oh my god! Have you got a nut in it that you can tighten up? I've got. I'm. I'm tightening. I'm tightening my guy. Oh no! What the hell's going? <sighs> Hold on a sec, guys. I'm so sorry about this. This is so annoying. Okay. Go. Are we? That's all right. Let's let's hold it. Let's hold it. Okay, we're back in the game. So sorry, guys. That's, look at that. Look at that. Look, I look like look, I had a boob job there for a second. Can you see that? No, you've got the most pecs. No. Pecs look good, boy. Thanks, mate. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, holiday outfits. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I'd go for if I was you. Mm, okay. Um, well, look, thank what, you so what much. What training do you think goes well with a pair of like shorts? And Are you, are you going are you going a, a Jordan vibe? Or if you're going out for dinner, say, with Lisa, and you're having a bit of a romance... It's always Jordan ones. I yeah, swear. yeah. Nice. Uh, or sometimes I tell you what I do wear during the day. You know those Adidas slidey things. Yeah, yeah. that you like to wear. Crocs. Those ones. The Crocs. The Adidas Crocs. The Adi Crocs. Yeah. Uh, very controversial shoe. A lot of people that um, see me wearing them go, "I can't believe you're wearing those. They're horrible." I love them. I love them too. I'm about that life. In fact, I'm wearing them right now. So, in fact, I can show that. Actually, we're not going to put this on the thing, but. I've got them on right now, mate. Look at that little bad boy. That thing. Oh, okay, that's disgusting. Um, anyway, thank you so much, Drunk Llama, for your email. The, we, we really, this really is a piece of shit, this episode. Isn't it? Okay. Uh, next email is from the Frustrated Fox. Yo. Hey, Wolf, Owl, and Assorted Creatures. My name's The Frustrated Fox, and recently I've been having some friend group-based problems, which I'd be honoured to receive your humble advice. I moved to London 10 years ago from a smaller, but by no means small city, where I had a solid group of friends who I've always kept in touch with. I've always enjoyed going back to my hometown and always have a laugh catching up with people. And I've been tempted to move back many times before. However, as we've got older, we've all managed to improve our situations financially and are at a stage in life where we're still young and have enough disposable income to essentially do whatever we want, be it festivals, holidays, footy tickets, or whatever. I've always been keen to do things uh, and felt that my friends would be the same. But every time we try to plan something, it always seems to be going well until the last minute when any minor hurdle is taken as a reason to flake out and spend the weekend in the same pubs, clubs that we've been going to since we were teenagers. For example, a recent trip was cancelled on the day when railway maintenance meant having to change trains en route, adding 20 minutes to an hour-long journey. Similarly, a holiday was spoken about for months and was cancelled because flights had gone up from 30 to around £40. Just to be clear, we all earn good salaries and my friends will happily spend this money many, many times over on pints, takeaways and taxes on any given weekend. Luckily, I have a beautiful other half that I'm able to do some of uh, these things with and I've always been very comfortable doing things solo if needed. I have other less close groups of friends who are less concerned by such matters. But I would really like to enjoy some experiences with my nearest and dearest and feel very frustrated that they're willing to entertain the idea of being more adventurous but don't seem to actually want to follow through with it. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Love the podcast. Wishing you all the best. 
Tom Davis, what's your take on this, my guy? Uh, so uh, I, I I think this kind of reeks of like a sort of weird anxiety, isn't it? Like I've got a group of friends that I've sort of grown up with that I'm sort of still pretty matey with, although um, sort of you know we've sort of slightly grown apart. But certainly through most of my twenties, sort of and early thirties, I was we were very much in the same sort of situation of like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and big sort of ideas, and exactly the same and. When it came down to the brass tacks of it, it would always just end up just being, oh, you know what, let's just hang around here. And and what I realised was that, that there was a certain safety net in staying around the area that you're in and sort of actually sort of as, as you know, geezer is sort of as, as sort of masculine as some of these guys were, the thought of stepping out and even just, you know, me and you, Ron, were brought up, what, 25 minutes away, half an hour away from sort of central London. Yeah. And even down to the point like where you'd we'd be like, oh, right, we're all going to go into the West End for a night. And it's so many times, you'd, you'd, we'd all get dressed up to go to the West End and you'd all meet in a pub. And invariably, an hour and a half later, you'd be in that same pub and everyone would go, oh, fuck it, let's just stay here. It's easier to stay here. And actually, what you realise is that there was a sort of slight safety in, in, in always just staying to, in, within those pubs in that area. Um, and I think that... That's just, and a lot of my friends, weirdly, are the same sort of people that when I said I was going to do this as a job and I was going to go and do this, most of them found that insane that I'd go and do this and I'd, I'd walk away from the, you know, the safety of a, the income or the life that I'd led. I think some people find a comfort in a regular sort of style and a regular sort of regular life and I think that's okay I think that's it's there's actually quite something that sometimes I miss quite a lot about having been like that you know I think having that little bit of time where you go actually you know it's fine just to do this for a couple of weeks or it's fine and and, and life actually sort of going at that sort of pace isn't necessarily all a bad always a bad thing and, and I think you said it sounds like you're fortunate enough to have a wife or a missus, you know, another half that you can go and do the sort of stuff that, you know, you can get out and about and you can go on foreign holidays and you can go and have different experiences. And you've also got other friends. I think that's what I realised as I sort of grew older, that like life is essentially like a rocket taking off and so you need certain people to propel you up. And as you're sort of hitting other stratospheres, sometimes people drop off a little bit and they'll stay within that realm, they'll stay at, at that little place as you rocket towards the next transfer or the next stage of your life. And it doesn't mean that, you know, that they, they weren't needed or they weren't the best part of you. It just means that they, they found the place where they were happy and you just, you carried on going. You you went in a different direction. And and sometimes it's nice to just pop back and say, actually, you know what, well, I, I enjoy this. But I think, you know, it, it, I think getting as much experience out of life is, is one of the most important things you can. And it feels that you you're up for that, so keep doing what you're doing. Do you, my guy. Um, can I just say thank you, uh, Frustrated Fox, uh, for this email? Because I think you've stumbled upon something I didn't realise was a thing, but absolutely is. And like my friends, from, I, I, like all of my, most of my friends who aren't, you know, the, my beloved Tom Davis, um, are, are from back home. You know, like they're like all from Crawley. And we always do the same thing whenever we meet up, almost exclusively. And whenever we do something different, which is rare, we always really enjoy it. But to get everybody to a point where we're doing something different, and like you said, Tom, it's even something like going into London, which isn't, a th you know, like it's not, you don't have to get on the Eurostar. Do you know what I mean? It's like a 35-minute train journey and you're in town. We don't do it for some... I don't, do you know what I mean? It just doesn't happen. It's like there's this inertia of like wanting to do the same thing. And then and then inevitably what will happen is everybody moans about how shit it is what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? They just go, I can't fucking believe we're here again. Like, what are we doing? Ne never again. Every night goes like that. And then what happens? The next time we go out, we do the same thing again. Um, I loved your stratosphere thing, by the way. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Really liked it. Um, what I would say to you frustrated fucks, because you're after advice, not us merely patting ourselves on the back for being able to relate to your email, um, is that... Um, I agree with Tom. I, I think that you you do those things with friends that want to do those things. The truth is, you can have a chat with your mates and go, I wish that we could do more stuff. Like, can we do something a bit different? You could try and instigate it. What I would say from experience is being that person all the time is very annoying. 
it, it, it's just like, you know, whenever you organize something, which I've tried to do in the past, you get people who you'll, you'll book, they'll go, yeah, I'll come. You book the tickets, you pay the money, then they drop out one by one. Then you find yourself dealing with a load of tickets that you bought for a thing that nobody's going to anymore. Totally. I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't ask for money for something that people aren't going to. Do you know what I mean? So then you just have to take the hit. That's happened to me a few times. Mate, it's the worst. Um, I having to sell them to another group of people in the pub. Uh, and then a week later, hear what an amazing time they had at a fucking yeah, yeah, concert yeah. that none of your fucking powers go to. And everyone going, cool, we should have done that in the end, shouldn't we? And you're like, yeah, we fucking yeah. should have. Yeah, we should have done. And I wouldn't have to be a fucking ticket tout for the evening. <laughs> I took, I took a, a fucking 400 fucking pound hit on those tickets. <laughs> um anyway uh i think you have a chat with them if that changes their behavior great if it doesn't then uh i think you're gonna have to do what you're currently doing which is do that with your the mates of yours that are willing to do that and then it's just not going to happen with these guys um good luck i can understand well, why it's frustrating i am if it helps in the middle of uh trying to organize a trip to go and see push a t one of my favorite rappers um, I've organised it and I'm sure that when the date comes around I'll be going on my own or probably not going at all having paid for 10 tickets uh, good luck to you at Sephora we know how you love to use makeup skincare hair care and fragrances that work for you but also how important it is to be in the know about the ingredients that are in them, which is why we created Clean at Sephora. Curated products from brands like Merit, Amica, Summer Fridays, and Fleur that have everything you want, minus certain ingredients you might not. Clean at Sephora is only at Sephora. Shop now at Sephora.com. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Going for your first ever run around the park. Literally running errands all over town. Running for the finish line and your personal best. If you run, you're a runner. Find the shoes and clothes to run your way at newbalance.com slash running. New Balance. Run your way. Uh, okay. Uh, next email is from the egalitarian elephant. Uh, and the elephant says, as always, love the pod. Firstly, to say, just to say, trigger warning. Secondly, I just wanted to write and say how comforting I find the podcast. It's so interesting to hear the dynamics of male friendship and be a fly on the wall for the conversations I hope having in predominantly male spaces. Without going into too much detail, I was recently diagnosed with PTSD, resulting from repeated experience of being on the receiving end of some not great male behavior since the age of 16. Last year, I finally reported two incidents that are being officially investigated and it's been handled quite poorly. Sometimes I feel helpless. The easiest solution is to just become numb to it, even managing to get imposter syndrome with regards to my own experiences with assault. It's been a really tough, lonely six months. Despite this, I tried to go through life thinking the best in people, that people aren't actively sexist. They just don't understand how there can be differences between what they intend with their actions and how those actions are felt. When I have felt safe to breach poor behaviour, particularly at work, I've seen the power of the small conversations, that just highlighting how people could be unintentionally marginalising others can reap significant change and build the bridges to move forward collectively. I've often wondered whether those conversations happy, happen without us there, um, with are men calling each other out, do we have people helping us fight the battle on the inside? Can it truly change? Your conversations and stand-up have genuinely brought me hope, have taught me that my dismay is misplaced, and that we have incredible allies helping us out. Thank you. Finally, my question... Even with the PTSD, I've just started dating again. I've struggled to figure out if and when I should mention my diagnosis. I don't want to scare people off, but I know I have to take things at a slower pace. Any ideas how to broach the subject without a swathe of rejections? P.S. Not sure you're aware, but most of the characters your heartwarming sign-offs in your heartwarming sign-offs are boys. Would be great to hear about a female ferret or a non-binary newt teaching us how to do you hype up our sweet, sweet souls and hype up our sweet, sweet souls, please. Thank you, egalitarian elephant. Tom Davis. 
Whoa, wows. Um, yeah, so um, number one, like, yeah, I think um, I was finding like you, our conversations are sort of very, uh, you know, we're, we're very earnest with this, but it, it's, it sort of shocks me on this. Um, like, so you did, you did an incredible bit of stand up the other day. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. Uh, and we've talked about Andrew Tate on this podcast a number of times. Uh, yes. I talk about Andrew Tate on stage as part of my work in progress. I know it's, it's a fucking, it. it's a great bit, by the way. I love it. But the, the, my problem is, right, is that, is it still like, we, we, we both got trolled the other day about this very thing. Yes, we both we did, got yeah. uh, quite aggressively trolled um, about it. And and then even we after... Got called, it, we got called cucks, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after a gig the other night, uh, or going back a couple of weeks, I've got a guy who sort of com- not he was he enjoyed the show, but he confront- confronted me about that bit, and then I ended up having a bit of an argument with him because he was an Andrew Tate fan. Yeah, and he was similar age to us, and I was. We've had an email about we've had an email saying the same, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I we didn't include it. Yeah, yeah, but but my my problem is it number one that's just my perception of of someone I think's fairly toxic towards. Look, we've been through this, right? Getting back to, to the lady in question, I think it's yeah. it's behaviour that has to be called out and it has to be spoken about constantly. And when you have someone like this and you have I kind of I kind of understand it when it's younger men and, and like who are sort of trying to find their place and, and the whole idea of sort of extravagant wealth and everything can seem quite alluring and, and actually hopefully like, you know, you can talk to those people and, and then they realise actually sort of what a fucking absolute piece of shit he is as a human being. But uh, when it comes to sort of old, old guys who are sort of a bit more world wary, I, I sort of I just don't get that at all. I also don't get the fact that you continually listen to this fucking podcast because we're certainly you know trying to sort of it's a whole different message and it's a whole different fucking world that we're chatting about. And I I find it fucking madness that someone could associate or, or enjoy both fucking mediums. Mm. Myself, anyhow. Um, I've digressed something slightly. I, I think when it comes to you, the situation that you found yourself in, and, and it sounds absolutely horrific what you've been through to to be subjected to sort of such a difficult time that you're you're suffering from PTSD. I think that um, in any relationship, I think certainly in mine with Catherine, there was certain things that she spoke to me about very early on in the infancy of our relationship to that were very personal, and uh, that we were. We'd only been together for a short amount of time, and I think that was—it's like almost a bit of a litmus test of was I going to be the person that she'd settle down with, and, and vice versa. You know, I think you need to speak to them, and you speak to them earnestly and, and honestly, and, and speak to them about what you've been through and and what you've been subjected to, and and, and the, the difficulties that you've had and the, the hardships you've had. I and where you found yourself now. It's something as severe as PTSD, and I think if that person understands, hopefully they do, and they can they can help you. You know, you can build a relationship together from there. If they don't understand, quite frankly, it's not the right person for you. And I think that's the that's the sort of discussion to have, and you'll almost have a sort of answer to whether you've got someone who's going to be understanding and, and decent, and and the person that you truly deserve, or or not. And I think, um, you know. It's. Uh, I, I truly hope that is the person, and that person's right for you. And if they're not, I, I have no doubt that at some point you will find the right person. I wish you well, uh, and I send you love, and I send you faith, my friend. Um, egalitarian elephant. Can I just say? Well, I, I would echo exactly what Tom said there. First of all, with regards to whether these conversations are happening, uh, men are having those conversations increasingly, but it's not happening enough, and. Um, you know, that's kind of part of the reason why I, I, I did that bit of uh, stand, which was supposed to be serious. A lot of people have like, a lot of blokes got in touch going, that's not very funny, that in bit. Um, it wasn't supposed to be. But um, the whole idea is is that, you know, we should be doing that more. And I do think it's happening more. So I hope you find some kind of solace in that, that although it's not where it should be, it is getting better. Um, I would also wholeheartedly agree with Tom. I think you should tell these people straight away because... One, it will make them reflect on how they're behaving. Not that they're necessarily behaving badly when you tell them, but just so that they're carrying that a little bit of extra kind of consideration for your for for the for the situation you find yourself in. 
And also, again, as Tom said, I do think it's a litmus test. If that person drops out at that stage, congratulations. Do you know what I mean? Like, that probably isn't the person that you want to be spending more time with. So, um, so look, first of all, I'd say thank you so much for sending uh, an email in that is obviously you having to open up in that way. Um, and um, I do think that it's something that you should be open about. And if that leads to putting people off, those people should have been put off. I mean, those people uh, who are put off by that are not people that, you know, you should be spending more time with. So we wish you the very, very best of luck. Thank you so much for your email. Tommy, should we do one more, my guy? Yeah, baby. Okay, this is from the Caucasian Shepherd. Uh, I'm in need of some sweet, sweet wisdom from you wise souls. Me and my girlfriend recently got engaged in the Isle of Skye. Stunning, would definitely recommend. And made the decision to get married as soon as possible. We really love each other and have been already dating for almost four years. We wanted to just get married and start our lives together. We have a date, the ceremony and a venue booked for October, but nothing else. My lovely fiance, the fallow dear, is now having some second thoughts about the timeline of the wedding day. She's worried that we're rushing the process and are going to lose out on some of the quality of the day. So she wants to push back the wedding to next April. We would have five months to put the rest of the wedding bits if we stuck to the original date, which me being an optimist thinks is something we can definitely do. I want to make it a special day for her, but I also want to don't want to put too much on it that we have to wait another six months for it to be the perfect day. I've never planned a wedding before, so I need to know if I'm being ridiculous or not. Do you think October's possible, or should you postpone? Also, do you have any other wedding day, wedding related tips? Anyhow, it would be much needed, my G's. Uh, just uh, from the Caucasian Shepherd. P.S. Just some uh, encouragement, lads. This podcast has genuinely helped me through some tough times. I've shown it to men, and uh, I've, I've shown it to me and women, and they've both got a great deal. I've shown it to both men and women, sorry, as a typo. And they've both got a great deal from you two. You're proper representatives of kind and caring male friendships and you're both proper role models of mine to keep up. Also, if I ever see you guys in person, I just want to apologise now for my blabbering, awestruck awkwardness. Big love, my guys. Mandy. Tommy Day. Um, right, I'd say that you. it's possible to... Um, no more congratulations to you both. Shout out. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Um... And yes, the Isle of Skye is an amazing place. Uh, so I'd say, yeah, it, it's possible to um, to do it to do the wedding in five months. I think it's that. Of course, it's possible. I will say that, like, you, I think I think it's probably one of those things where you should work out though. What what is the reason? It's one of those. It's one of those times to sit down and work out what what's the what's the pros of of doing it in five months and doing it in October, and what's the pros of waiting until next April. Um, financially or, or whatever, I think. It, I think we, when it comes to winning personally, I, I sort of I think we had two two years to, to prepare, and actually at times I think there was an I I think I think actually weirdly if we we'd done it a little bit quicker, we probably would have sort of we had an amazing day, it was an incredible wedding, but I actually weirdly think you end up like going over so many different things in the second year. It was just like all right, well you know da 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 and, and trying to be. We're trying to overly go over stuff. I think, um, so I think it's just a conversation to have. I think if there's any, like, I think as well, it's just an open chat to have with your other half, I think, because if there's any worry or angst or fear, I think sometimes you, you know, it's just a lot, I think, to, to do really, really quickly. So I think, I think it's probably just the first thing that you're negotiating as a sort of couple, couple that are about to get married. It's just making sure that you're both happy with when it's happening and not feeling like we, you've got to do it tomorrow and, and it's got to be done. Oh, we've got to, you know, it's just, yeah, an open chat um, is, always, is always a good thing. And, and just making sure that you're both as involved as you, you both want to be in the situation rather than, like, you going, well, I, we need to do it for October and then being like, well, no, I want to wait till April and then them feeling like you, you, we're doing it at your pace or you feeling you're doing it at their pace, whatever. You need to find out a happy medium where... You're both working towards a goal where you feel both as involved as one another, really. Um, I think with with our wedding, Catherine took a lot, did a lot more, uh, and it was you know the day was her sort of she beautifully did everything. I was pretty much just oh let's just make sure it's a free bar, but um, she's far better in organisation, organisation, and uh, yeah, so. Um, yeah, yeah. Find your medium. Congratulations! I hope you have an amazing life together. Keep doing you. Keep being the sweet, sweet souls you are, Romsky. Um, 
Uh, I think, um, first of all, thank you for your email. Thank you for your kind words and your PS. Um, I don't see the point in sticking to the original date, really. I mean, I mean, I know, like, if your other half wants to postpone and you're really in love and it's really important to her to have a big day, then um, I think just postpone it, really. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I get that you want to have the wedding day, but if it's going to make it easier for her to have the day that she wants then um, then you should go for it. What I would say, to caveat that, is a lot of pressure can be placed on the wedding day. And really the truth is, is it's not about the wedding, it's about the marriage. So I feel like it's fine to postpone it and I think it's probably a good idea to postpone it. What I wouldn't want you to do is put so much pressure on that wedding day. Because a lot of people find when they have a massive wedding, straight after the wedding, they feel a bit depressed. Because like they've been building up to this big, big thing and then it's done and then suddenly they feel like an emptiness. So I would just say be prepared for that. Lisa and I had a tiny wedding where we just went to a registry office two weeks after we decided to get married. We'd like put the, you have to put the notice in, don't you? So we did that. Two weeks later, got married, went to a pub. Um, but I think we'll probably do it again at some point uh, and do it bigger, uh, I imagine. Um, so yeah. What I would say is, look, my advice to you is don't put too much pressure on the perfect day. It doesn't need to be the perfect day. It is perfect because you two are getting married. Uh, but if she wants to postpone it, postpone it. What's the deal? What's the big deal? Um, good luck to you, Caucasian Shepherd. Uh, Tommy D. Yo. Should we do it? I'm, going to to try I'm sorry, and... to sorry, Tom. Sorry, I got distracted. Okay, can I just... Be yeah, absolutely okay. honest, full disclosure. I got distracted by a text from Lisa about the takeaway. Oh, I've got exactly the same thing. Okay. I'm literally looking out the window. Yeah, the takeaway from episode, the penultimate, the, the last episode. The, the last episode, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Tommy do. D, can you please take us out? Lizzie Beth was a otter. She was the kindest, sweetest otter in all of the woodland. But as Lizzie Beth used to sort of pop around and chat to other people, like she realised that her optimistic way of looking at the world was sometimes blighted by others. For example, she'd skip and she'd lull and she'd laugh and start chatting to an owl and the owl would complain about the lack of food and seeds that he could find to eat. Or she'd come alongside a fox who would, say, complain about... Uh, being shouted out and shot at by farmers. Um, she'd also then sometimes dip her head into the water and chat to the fish, and the fish would say that it was a lack of food and the water was grimy and smelly. These are all apt problems for people to have. But the truth of the matter is, Lizzie Beth had her own problems, but no one really ever asked her about them. She became so weighed down by other people's problems, Lizzie Beth, and she realised, actually... What is the true testament of problems and friendship? The truth is, it's really nice to unload. But that feeling of unloading should also come with the feeling of taking a little bit in of the person you're chatting to. As Lizzie Beth found one day when she was bowling around and found a bunny rabbit. And as Lizzie Beth sat upon her little tree stump and said, it's been a hard old day. The bunny rabbit looked her in the eye and said, Lizzie Beth, why? And that's all she needed. Just what's going on with you, girl? What's up with you? Remember, unload, talk, but also listen. And they are the fundaments of any good relationship, friendship, wife, husband, love, whatever. Why? Listen. Gotcha, baby. Do you know what, Tom? We've done so many of these, and every week... You never fail to deliver something brand new and also struggle to end it. Thank you so much <laughs> for your. I think, uh, I think I think the listener I'm talking about knows who I'm talking about. Keep doing yeah, you, guys. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, keep doing you. Um, one of the things that uh, an accusation that was levelled at the podcast, and actually I uh, responded to quite aggressively, and then was criticised for my response to, was that sometimes we play some misogynistic music on this. Uh, and 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 I uh, I want to sort of do something to uh, to tackle the concern that hip hop is a misogynistic art form. Therefore, uh, and partly because he started following me on Instagram, and I got really excited. We're going to play Talib Kweli for women. Uh, JT, can you play us out with that? It's a beautiful song. 
Take care of yourselves, guys. Big and love. each other. We love you very much. Takeaway time. Boom, 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 boom. I got off the two train in Brooklyn on my way to a session. So let me help this woman up the stairs before I get to stepping. We got in a conversation. She said she 107. Just her presence was a blessing. And her essence was a lesson. She had a head wrap, a long dress that peeked out the back like an antenna to help her get a sense of where she was at. Imagine that, living a century, the strength of her memories Felt like an angel had been sent to me She lived from nigger to colored to negro to black to afro to African-American And right back to nigger You'd figure she'd be bitter in the twilight But she alright, cause she done seen the circle of life If you have a problem, opinion, feedback or anything at all Please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.